This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Please in your A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today on a Monday. We're under the tutelage of our general manager. Oh, Roy Moore, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't want to hear any more about that stupid Alabama special election. Whoa, boy. Well, we're going to hear about it for months. You might want to take a vacation for the next 48 hours. Well, and, and then weeks after that, will they drum them out? What about Al Franken? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be the big news for the next 48 hours, certainly. So, what are you doing? Oh, no, I'll tell you what the big news is for me, or us, my house, trying to get our act together and getting uh, Santa's Christmas list ready to go. Day is sneaking up on us. My kids want, both my kids want an Alexa. You mean the uh, Echo, the Amazon Echo? Alexa, is that what it's called? Oh, well, you say Alexa. Yeah. Is that so it's called an echo? That's the fairy that lives inside the echo. Okay. <laughs> See, I don't even know what it is. I have no use for one, but both my kids want one. Now, the older one has had some experience one with one. The younger one just wants it because his older brother wants one. He doesn't yeah. even know what it is. But I have no idea what all that entails. They're over 100 bones. Well, That's one thing. I'm more concerned about setting it up and what they want to do with it and See, at their friends' houses, they can go into their friends' rooms and just say the name of any song and then play it. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's what they like. Oh, yeah, baby got back. Alexa, give it to me. <laughs> but, uh, For instance. <laughs> I, just don't s- I just don't see me getting that all set up that way. I don't know. Sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> Is Santa good with that? Uh... <laughs> I have sketchy Wi-Fi to begin with. Oh, oh well, that could be, uh, yeah, that could be a I'm, challenge. I don't know. Yeah, I think I get him a cassette player and Alexa, <laughs> order me five hundred pounds of candy corn. Yeah, see, I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want that. Uh, let's kick off the show by introducing everybody on the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Sorry, this morning, Michael. Good. Get your kids a cassette player, some tapes, and tell exactly. them how they can tape songs off the radio. Exactly. Then, you know, I'll, buy, I'll buy them the current five most popular albums on cassette. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, um, it's good enough for you. It's good enough for them. I'm trying to decide whether or not to get a Christmas tree. I'm so late this year. This is two weeks from today is Christmas, but I'm trying to decide: is it how much money do I want to spend for you know two weeks for a Christmas tree, one week for a Christmas tree? Do I go Christmas Eve and say, hey, maybe I just get a branch or whatever's left and decorate that? So I'm still trying to decide what to do. We got our tree yesterday. It's the latest we've ever gotten our tree, and it was very crowded at the Christmas tree lot. So apparently, we're not the only ones who waited this long. But uh, are trees more expensive? Or I think oh, so. Yeah. Yeah, seemed like it was yeah, way more. It was, it was, I heard there was a shortage because of the drought, was it? Or, or, or it was the drought and the recession. A lot of Christmas tree farmers bailed out when that's uh, right. the economy tanked. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I got uh, 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 the smallest tree I've ever had in my life, and it still is three figures. What? Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow, yeah, I'd heard there was a shortage. Evidently, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, no I'm wonder not paying three are, figures. No wonder people are, are waiting. Maybe that's You know, it's sticker shock. Yeah. Uh, there's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I've I've realized I've developed a new kind of pattern or habit, and I don't know if I like it or not. It's probably a good thing. I I don't know. I'm I'm routinely waking up about five to seven minutes before my alarm goes off. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? 
I don't five know. minutes. You're not no, missing you're much. Getting cheated. Yeah, you're getting I cheated like, like, at five to seven minutes of sleep, and it's the last sleep, which is the best. Yeah, and I know how long it takes. That's why I set my alarm at a certain time to wake up. Then, mm. hey, body, stop getting me up before the allotted time that I required to get up. There, I, what am I going to do? Uh, take a sauna before in that extra five minutes? <laughs> yes. Maybe, maybe yes. read a book. No, I'm not. There, there's nothing I can do in that five minute time window. But isn't it the, the gentle waking up that is your own mind waking you up versus the ah 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 that gives you a heart attack every day? Stupid that mind is an argument I had not considered. Yeah, I, I like I, I'm less. I'm not. I'm no longer being startled awake. Yeah. I'm starting the day on my own natural rhythm. God, how long did human beings exist on planet Earth? Earth without ever being startled awake. Jack, do you know our native brothers, if they were part of a war party, attacking before dawn the next morning, would drink extra water so their bladder would wake them up? Oh, that's a good idea. Because you know why? Because they didn't have alarm clocks. That's right. Stupid, stupid well, native people. <laughs> the, f- the first alarm clock was probably Donnie was getting eaten by a lion. His screams would wake up the rest of the village. Oh, we gotta go! Oh, it must be lion time. Oh. <laughs> There's Marshall Phillips, who uh, does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. We've got celebrity birthdays. A galaxy of stars this morning. Uh-huh. Out of the gate, Jermaine Jackson turning 63 years old today. Net worth for Jermaine, $4 million. That's all? Yes. Wow. Yes. He didn't. He hasn't gotten any of the Michael stuff? No. Michael's making $100 million a year, and Jermaine's got four. He got $4 wow. million. Dollars. Yeah. He's run through a handful of wives, hasn't he? I, mean, I, must be. I don't know. Maybe not. He's got the kid, Your Majesty. Yes. <laughs> hey, Jermaine, you're lame. <laughs> Next up on the food chain, we got Nikki Six. He's 59 today. His net worth, $45 million, still collecting off those Motley Crew royalties. That's good money. Wow. Nikki Six has many times as much money as Ad Jackson. When Marshall yes. said a galaxy of stars, I didn't refer to realize he was referring to the age at which they had all been around. Yeah. And the biggest whale of them all, John Kerry. <laughs> 74 years old. Ketchup magnate. He's worth a lot. Net worth. Minimum net worth. $198 million. His wife, Teresa, net worth well over a billion dollars. Wait a Would second. That it were. So, Would that it so his, yeah. his $200 million is without his wife? So that's how much money he's made being a U.S. senator? Well, it's good work if you can get it. Investments were perhaps commingled with he and his wife. Did you see 60 Minutes last night? The place that uh, Governor Brown, who's who's done a lifetime of public service, yeah. he'll get an award someday for yeah. dedicating his entire life to public service. Did you see the freaking estate that he's building? Oh, yeah. Now, Giant ranch in now, is that Northern all, California. Now, is that all his wife's money who who ran the gap? Or did, did he make it well? He, he got word of uh, what laws were going to change. And, and you know, and there's a lot of Jerry, Jerry settled that land back in 1864. <laughs> That's yeah. true. You know? But there, there's a lot of people that dedicate their lives to public service. The Clintons, who yeah. end up unbelievably wealthy. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how that works. Yeah, it is. It really is. Those uh, who have been blessed the most, who have disproportionately extracted by whatever skill yeah. more and more from the national yeah. wealth, That's they're right. going to have to share more of that. Thanks, Communist Jerry. Nice appearance on 60 Minutes last night. We'll be breaking it down, going over the film for you. Yeah, I was struck by his home. Uh, I'm I Jack- wonder if old lady Carrie, old, what's her name, Heinz, old lady Heinz, mm-hmm. uh, Teresa. Was, uh, when they got married, yep. said, here's 20 mil, honey, see what you can do with this. And he did well. You know, it was a little wedding gift. He gave her a ring. She gave him 20 mil. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Monday, December 11th, the year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin the show now. Officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, here we go. Add Mark. 
I've worked with Mother Teresa. I've spent six months doing Zen meditation in Kamakura, Japan. There you go. And what I decided to do was narrow the tax base as much as possible so that the people who actually pay for my idiot programs can't vote them out because there aren't enough of them. We'll talk more about Jerry Brown on 60 Minutes, but what are our other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Uh, We had an explosion in Manhattan, a suspected suicide bomber's in custody. We'll give you the update there. Southern California wildfires and celebs running. Final hours in the wild Alabama Senate race and nominees for Hollywood's most alcohol-fueled awards show, the Golden Globes, just announced. I was just going to say, if anybody brings up the Golden Globes nominations, they should pack a box and leave. Really? Yeah. You're done. You're through with the show. You're no longer part of the Armstrong and Getty team. I don't want to hear another damn word about another damn awards show really? out of Ray P. Wood. I'm nope. interested in who don't got care. the most awards. Now I'll take out my info. I'll walk out of the room. I won't. I will not stand here and be part of it. I'd like to know which movies I should see if I were ever going to see a movie. Which Why don't you I'm, go out into the newsroom and grope somebody's ass? Which huh? I'm not. Huh? Um. Yeah. So we got all that. Oh, and they, they think it was an ISIS dude in New York, right? So you got all the update on that. How's mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. It's a little Monday. Gotcha. Busy traffic this morning. I don't know if that was uh, what that's all about. I think this is the last real week of the year, right? A lot of people will be taking next week off or half-assing it next week. So. Yeah, certainly a chunk of it. Busy I'll be doing one week. of those two things. <laughs> all right. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Going with a picture of the suicide bomber this morning in New York laying on the ground having been shot. Huh. Uh, he's a bad guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And plus just those those uh, the days of any sort of restraint are gone. Twenty seven year old idiot. Yeah. Marshall will have more about him in the news at the bottom of the hour. Um we think he's an ISIS guy or inspired by ISIS yeah. or something like that? Yeah. Okay. Whoops. My screen just It was went. an ISIS attack. They're calling it. Ah. All right. This is a uh, Joe Getty attack. Mailbag. <laughs> I'm a little off today. I'm a little bummed. I'm a little annoyed. I, it's, I, we have a, a, a meeting today, a little uh, business meeting. It's, uh, uh, fabulous. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. But Sleep Boy picked out my dress shirt for me and sleeve boy you didn't tell me they're french cuff sleeve boy there are no buttons on the shirt i need cufflinks sleeve boy bring me the paddle oh don't whimper sleeve boy i must punish you otherwise how would you learn oh my god that turned dark (laughs) don't whimper oh my god Sleep boy. Oh, how I envy you. Your yeah. life is so simple. Sleep I, I boy. hate French cuffs. I hate, I hate even saying French cuffs. Yeah, I, just, I, I thought that was shorter than saying the kind without buttons, so I went with the term. I'll roll them up. Who cares? 
Um, here, your weekly shower thoughts is compiled by Rich in Denver, which I misplaced, so I forgot to highlight, so I'll scan them real quick. Uh, the fatter you are, the better chance you have at winning spin the bottle. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> and this one's great. It's all fun and games until someone loses an eye. It's also fun and games until someone finds an eye. Really, it's all fun and games until the number of eyes changes. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, let's see. Uh, one of the best feelings in the world is having a one-hour dream and a ten-minute nap. It is the uh, time time bends and twists and dreams. Um, let's see. I have like one dream every five years, so. I just I have to take in dreams from other people as to what they they're all about or how often they have or what they're about or anything like that. Yeah, that's that's wild. You have a blank mind. Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm so uninteresting. Uh, let's see. Uh, cell phones have greatly reduced bathroom graffiti. I'll bet. Well, that's an interesting. That is actually a profound thought. That may be true. Yeah, you can trumpet your idiocy to you know. Dozens, if not hundreds, if not thousands of people. Uh, uh, let's see. I'll look through the rest of these later. <laughs> <laughs> and so it ends. Well, there are a lot of them. There are a lot of them, and I didn't highlight them like I usually do. Pick out my favorite. Uh, <laughs> the fact that socks work on both feet is underrated. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, Have you ever had any socks that are left and right specific? I've got like two pair that have an L and R on them yeah. that are supposedly made, for, and I don't notice the difference. Yeah, so. I, I do occasionally put them on the wrong foot and look down and kind of wiggle my toes and think, that's just fine. <laughs> I throw them out immediately. I know there's no way I can maintain this. <laughs> uh, and finally, if you use a wind farm to power a fan, you're just teleporting the breeze. That is kind of funny. That one goes out to California's beloved ancient syphilitic government, Jerry Brown. Governor Jerry Brown, rather, who was uh, badgering us all to have wind farms and solar last night on 60 Minutes. And also giving us some math lessons. Oh, uh, uh, that timing. Timing. Giving us math lessons. 79 is not 36. There you go. It's a good point. You know, I disagree with Jerry a lot, but... From uh, From a living and interesting life standpoint... Being a governor of the biggest state in the country at 36, and then getting to do it again when at the end of your life to see how things have changed is a pretty interesting way to get to live your life. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's too bad he's a phony and a crook. All right. <clears throat> Moving along. Ryan writes, uh, Jack, Joe, I'm a U.S. Uh, Marine Corps vet deployed to Afghanistan in 2011. I get a little misty listening to you guys interview. The young Marine Friday who lost a limb and an eye came home in one piece, but I... No one wrong step could have easily left me maimed and in need of help like that provided by Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. So I swell with pride as I see the donations are nearing $1 million this weekend. Yeah, last I checked, they're just under a million bucks. Yeah, raised about a million dollars, which is incredible. Uh, Let me especially congratulate your team for the excellent execution this year. And this is the main reason I'm reading this note from Ryan. Website banner unmissable. Donation quick and easy. Every podcast implored us freeloaders to donate. It's clear you put a lot of th- thought and care into this fun drive, and everyone did a top-notch job. Congratulations and thank you on behalf of my injured brothers. Ryan, it is uh, our pleasure, sir. Um, and, and I will point out that, uh, you know, some people came back unscathed 
uh, physically, but have some pretty serious post-traumatic stress, traumatic brain injury, etc. Um, let's see. Uh, Alex writes, to me, a while back, you were talking about finishing up your album, my solo project. I was wondering where I could find it. It's on Apple Music and the other sites. It's The artist is JW3, which was a childhood nickname of mine. I had like 15 minutes to come up with a name for the project, and that's what I came up with. Mm. So if you want to listen to it, it's wacky. It's wacky. It's, I don't know. It's hard to describe. Thank you for asking, Alex. I'll send you a disc. I have plenty of them. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I'll write back to him. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of that in mailbag today. Well, no, I don't I, care. No, I, I just I, I don't care. No, I'm just saying I'd, I'd love to send them on. That's fine. I'll spend. I, I don't need money uh, for that. Uh, oh, Sean. Uh, let's see. On the topic of Sean's Star Wars rant on Friday, which put us over the top to uh, what were we looking for? Was that we're trying to get to? Uh, 400? 400? Something like I that. I can't even remember. But no, I think it was a, it was like a $5,000 in oh, a certain we were just amount of time goal. Pump it up. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Sean. I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. I mean, fan, but that was just plain awful. The Force was not strong with you. That's Christian Sacramento. You guys responded so quickly. I didn't even get to my, to my good stuff. I was just doing the polling numbers. Wow. And uh, David. You didn't get to the good stuff. I know. <laughs> David wrote what many people wrote, loved Sean's Star Wars thing for the Warrior Foundation donation. Hope you don't overlook next year's tease by our beloved newsman, Marshall, for multiple scientific studies on coffee. I I suggest coffee will help you, coffee will kill you. (laughs) Coffee will help you, coffee will kill you. That'd be pretty good. One after the other after the other until we reach some sort of goal. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got to remember that, put that together. Oh, and then I forgot this one. Do we have time? Yeah, we have a little time. Uh, Jack Joe writes, uh, writes Kathy, please read with your internal voice of fun sarcasm, as it is intended not condescending a-holery, which it may come across as. Sometimes I feel like you guys have your heads too far up the ass cheeks of history to see the forest through the trees. For years, you've been calling for a candidate who would be a disruptor. Someone who would stop the linear progression of the R's and D's growing government and securing more power. Disruptor! Disruptor! You cried from your would-be national radio towers. That's some pretty good sarcasm so far. But now that we have the disruptiest disruptor ever, you seem so much less than pleased. It's as if you feel you must distance yourself from the taint that is Trump. While saying you like his policies, you seem to always need to throw... Uh, in a disclaimer about how childish, butthurst, egotistic, etc. the man is. He is, no doubt. That being said, you remind me of people so, calling for... So, rev- just to point out, yes. you and your email, having touted his good stuff, also had to say he is easily butthurt and has all these problems. I think she would claim she merely had to describe us and gotcha. what we did. You remind me of people who call for revolution who don't want anyone to get hurt. This is the largest scale upheaval for our government since its founding. So you don't like the form of the chosen disruptor. Boo-hoo. Guess what? He's like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man in Ghostbusters. You can choose the most innocuous form imaginable for your destructor, but at the end of the day, he's going to level your city and cover it with flaming hot marshmallow goo. Yeah. Well, he's taking an interesting angle, as he did over the weekend. Your point being, it is not possible to get a disruptor who's not a flaming a-hole. Well, I disagree, but... We got the Marshmallow Man. All right. Uh, Marshall's got the news. The Alabama race got more interesting. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
One of the big stories that came out over the weekend is that Donald Trump drinks 12 Diet Cokes a day. Now, is that a big deal? That well, a lot? That's a lot, kill isn't him. it? That's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, that's a, yeah, that is a lot. It'll kill him. He's 71, and he's got more energy than I've got by far. Man, he's just he's the candle burning too bright. Kerbalooey! It's a lot of Diet Cokes, it doesn't. Yeah. Of course, if you sleep four hours a day... That's 20 waking hours to drink Diet Coke. That that would increase the number right there. True enough. Yeah, he's obviously got something going on motor-wise that m- most of us don't. Oh, God, I certainly don't. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, a suspected suicide bomber, reportedly ISIS-inspired, is now in custody following a pipe bomb explosion at the New York Port Authority bus terminal. Police say he had wires attached to his body, and his bomb either went off prematurely or malfunctioned this morning, right inside an entrance to a subway platform. The man is a 27-year-old who lived in Brooklyn and is possibly of Bangladesh origin. I just watched the video, a cell phone video that just came out. Not much to it other than people walking along, then there's an explosion, then a guy laying on the ground, which I assume was him because nobody yeah. was hurt, right? Uh, four other people got injured, He, uh, he, including him. He was he was only hurt in a you know, minor, minor injury. Hmm. It's amazing. That could go off. You'd only been, you know, hardly hurt at all. Huh. So anyway, he's, so he's just he's a he's a wannabe ISIS suicide bomber who's not looks. very good at making bombs. That's it's entirely right. possible. He's a simpleton or a moron or something. Who knows? Still chilling. And then, and then how do you react to that stuff? I never quite get that. If if an idiot gets swept up in this mania and decides to do that, do you, do you alter much of your uh, security or national plans or anything around that? Well, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know. Not more than they are in New York already. Right. I don't know, imagine. I don't know what you would do. You're going to have metal detectors to get to the metal detectors uh, that let you into a train station? You know, that sort of thing. I just don't even, I don't know. Largest wildfire burning in Southern California exploded yet again in Ventura County. Now up to 230,000 acres, only 10% contained. Oh, my gosh. Now the fifth largest wildfire in the state's history. You got fire crews working in both Ventura and Santa Barbara counties. A fast-moving fire prompting more evacuations in Santa Barbara right now. Putting a number of celebs on the run. Ellen DeGeneres seen getting out. Oprah's home not far away. George Lucas reportedly has a home in the area as well. They're all getting out. Now, on 60 Minutes last night, California's Governor Jerry Brown says fire season is now running all year long. The new normal, he calls it. Brown faulting President Trump for not taking climate uh, change seriously. Nature is not a political game. Nature is the ground on which we stand. It's the air in which we breathe. And the truth of the case is that there's too much carbon being emitted, that heat-trapping gases are building up, the planet is warming, and all hell's breaking loose. And Trump's to blame for those fires. He got a hell of a lot of work done in his first year in office, getting all those fires going. Or there was an extremely heavy rainfall year, very thick vegetation, followed by a hot summer. Might not happen again for 25 years. We need to wait and see. So uh, that was interesting, uh, the Jerry Brown stuff where he threw in the Trump doesn't fear the wrath of God and right. all that sort of stuff right. and, and Judgment Day. And So is Brown, I mean, I know Brown was the governor of California, was headed to be a priest there for a while when yeah. he was a young person, but yep. is he still really into the, uh, the, oh, in, God, the in, Jesus thing, the God thing? Into the, into the spiritual world? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's well, the spiritual world, that's... 
That's different than being into the Jesus thing and the God thing. Well, he was going to be a Jesuit uh, priest at well, one right. point. But is he still right. on that 50, track? I'm sorry, 60, <laughs> 60 years, ago. years ago. Is he still yeah. on that track? It's just pretty interesting to... I think if a if a, if an evangelical Republican had started talking about Judgment Day and Wrath of God right. in an interview as a governor, people would see him as a freak. Oh, yeah, there'd be a march in Berkeley right now. Yeah. Hey, Jerry, thou shalt not steal... By building $100 billion crony (laughs) trains. Huh? How about the wrath of God, huh? Campaigning in the Alabama Senate race is about to come to an end. The vote's going to be tomorrow. Republican candidate Roy Moore continuing to deny any allegations of sexual misconduct. President Trump recording a robocall for Moore, saying he needs the former judge in the Senate. I need Alabama to go vote for Roy Moore. It is so important. We're already making America great again. I'm going to make America safer and stronger and better than ever before. But we need that seat. We need Roy voting for us. Well, he's full in, isn't he? Yeah. And everybody said, everybody was reporting that Friday night he was not going to even mention Roy Moore's name. Which I thought, really? He, 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 he took the time to travel down to the Alabama border, but he's not going to mention Roy Moore's name? And he did. I mean, as strongly as he could. Good reporting. Um, it wasn't in, well. It wasn't in his text. The people said they'd seen the speech, right. and it wasn't in the text at all. And the question was, would he go off speech as he often does, off prepared speech? Right. So I don't know if he did or wrote it in or whatever. But he, he fully endorsed, said vote for Roy Moore. And uh, I'm I'm not sure he needed to put his political capital out there. I wouldn't be surprised if Roy Moore doesn't win easily. How many people are not telling pollsters? Then they're voting right. for Roy Moore. Right. There could absolutely be 5% chunk who are doing that, which makes it a landslide. If you take the polls as they are, plus that theoretical 5%, it's a huge victory. So, you know, tomorrow is only mildly interesting to me because I expect Roy Moore to win in that red, right. red state. Right. Then it gets really interesting because I believe Al Franken is going to hang around to see what they do with Roy Moore. And if Roy Moore stays, he may say, I'm staying. And and, and not, uh, you know, bow to the will of his party. And then we've got a, just a two-headed beast, a two-headed bipartisan perv beast fighting to stay alive. <laughs> and that'll be a drama. And lastly, Golden, uh, Golden Globe nominations announced this morning. Guillermo del Toro's Cold War era fairy tale called The Shape of Water came in with the leading seven nominations from the uh, Golden Globes. HBO. Water assumes the uh, shape of its vessel, Marshall. That's the uh, very definition of a, a liquid. <laughs> Actually, that's <laughs> a gas, isn't it? For that, uh, yeah. HBO's drama, Big Little Lies, led the uh, TV nominees with uh, six nods. Other best uh, picture drama, no- drama nominees, uh, Call Me By Your Name, Dunkirk, The Post, and Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Now, uh, the old transgender show didn't get nominated. It gets nominated for everything every year. It's- I guess uh, Jeffrey Tambor groping somebody made it not politically correct enough. It lost its street cred. Could very well be. Too bad. Lastly, nominees for Best Picture Comedy or Musical are The Disaster Artist, which I hear is great, Get Out, Lady Bird, The Greatest Showman, and I, Tanya. Those are up for comedy or musical. I, Tanya, the Tanya Harding uh, vehicle? Fabulous. Biopic. I'm sorry, she's not in it. 
That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Any brief comments, Sean, on the Golden Globes? Surprise uh, or not surprise? The most interesting thing to me is best performance by an actor in supporting role in a motion picture, Christopher Plummer from All the Money in the World. Right. That's the guy that replaced Kevin Spacey in the movie that they had to do all the reshoots on like oh. two weeks ago. Oh, right? really? Yeah. yeah. And he got a nod for best supporting actor. Yeah. That's interesting. That's a, is that a gesture? Right. So I was that don't a, know. Was that a political gesture, or did he just, or are they just so amazed that he threw it together so fast? Maybe that played a role. Who knows? Well, the the rule he was the guy that the director originally wanted for the role. It was yeah. the studio who said, "No, we need a bigger name," and then kind of brought Spacey in for it. So I, I don't know. But I thought that Can was you interesting. reach the gong. It's kind of far from me. So we're going to go to New York City and talk to Aaron Katursky to find out what the latest is on this idiot that blew himself up. Luckily, not 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 a lot of uh, awfulness was done. Jeez, who are these morons? Well, let's try and find out. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. What's the hot toy of the year? It appears to be... Takes a while for this to shake out, right? There's always predictions, but sure. what, what actually becomes the hot toy of the year? Power to the people, Jack. We decide what the hot toy is. And then there's a little what bit. What have we decided? <laughs> and then there's a little bit of if they start to run out of them, then it becomes a I better get that because. And then it builds on itself. Yeah. I'd never even heard of I it. I love my, that phenomenon. Scarcity, my friends. That's what they call it in economics. I'd never heard of it. My kids haven't heard of it, so nobody's asked for it. I don't know what age it's for anyway. The f- the fingerling? What kind of a name is that? That's the worst name I've ever that heard. Sounds like a marital aid. You order that off the internet, comes in a plain brown package. That sounds like something Stuart Smalley was doing to people getting their pictures taken. Oh no! Ow! Hey, what was what's that? That's the old fingerling. <laughs> That's a pretty good Al Franken. <laughs> Which is interesting. I'm hoping it stays relevant. He doesn't sound like a Minnesotan. He kind of does. Hmm. Well, the, he lived in New York for years and years. The fingerling it changes a man. <laughs> the fingerling is this year's beanie baby or cabbage patch doll. Excellent twenty-five and thirty-five year ago references. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Who wrote this, Marshall? You know, I get the sense that because every year I've been reading this for a long time, it's this year's beanie baby or cabbage patch doll. I get the sense that maybe there hasn't been a phenomenon. Since the Beanie Baby or Cabbage Patch doll is why they always reference that. That there's been nothing that's just super off the charts, gotta have. You what, know, what people the paying Furby? Too, huh? I bring you the Furby. Right. Uh, there have been a handful. I would submit to you a different theory that those were really the first Maybe that's in the modern shopping age. I remember Tickle Me Elmo being a big deal long before I had kids. So. Yeah, yeah. Speaking what of. To- oh. <laughs> that's right, Elmo. Well, let me tell people what this is. Yes. The Fingerling. It's $15. It's uh, monkeys. It's a little robot mon- monkeys. Yes, finally, robot monkeys. And a man will come and kill you in your sleep. <laughs> My dream has come true. How easily are they, say, commanded in an army? <laughs> but they call Just, a- I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> they, <laughs> they crawl around on stuff, and they're supposed to be cute and funny. Super. Blinks and snores. Well, so do I. Ah, but- beautiful. <laughs> That's what you're known for. You're blinking. Blinking, sometimes you're snoring. (laughs) Speaking of toys, your number eight ranked in terms of money, YouTube entrepreneur is a six-year-old boy named Ryan who reviews toys. 
on a YouTube channel. God dang it, mom, mom and dad! Nice job, mom and dad. And we're we're talking about doing a uh, a TV thing. Well, TV, uh, a video thing. Jack, I want you to keep this in mind now. This is your number eight guy on YouTube. He's a six year old boy. He made eleven million dollars last year doing his YouTube toy reviews. God, I want to know mom and dad's role in that. They had to have quite a bit of role, right? And putting that all together and 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 and, and sure. making that work, I mean, and then somebody's obviously doing the video and getting well, the toys, and, and somebody's taking care of the money, and right. Or I don't know, maybe he's the brains behind the outfit. All right, now uh, Dolly Shot, moving in. There we go on the Power Ranger. It's cut. Yeah, I, I doubt it. Right, exactly. <laughs> Since he's he was an angry little kid, and now he's sexually harassed somebody, so he's had to step out. Well, that was unbelievable. The little brown woman, she had would work me with the falafel. <laughs> Since he was three years old, Ryan's parents have been capturing videos of him opening toys, playing with them, and reviewing them for videos posted on their YouTube channel, Ryan Toys Review. Now, we've all done that first most of it. Yes. I've got a gazillion videos on my phone right now. I can play for if you want of my kids opening presents. But the idea of them reviewing it and posting it, that's interesting. Ryan's last name and place of residence are a closely guarded secret, not without reason. Obviously, somebody will out him and, and publish it on uh, the New York Post yeah. or WikiLeaks or, that's or why the Inquirer or something. That's why I would never put my yeah. kids on YouTube. $11 million in revenue from uh, June to June, 2016 wow. to 2017. That's crazy money. He tied with the comedy channel Smosh, who my uh, my kids have turned me on to. It'll be years before he's old enough to understand what being independently wealthy means. And he's independently wealthy. Yeah. Yep. Children everywhere become hooked watching his videos for hours a day. Bad parenting. Have you watched him? Are there anything special? They uh, just, no, uh, I haven't. Okay. I've just seen stills. Um, combined, the world's 10 highest paid YouTube stars earned $127 million. Up 80% year over year. According to Forbes, this boost came thanks to ad dollars from a surge in views, including a healthy sum from Ryan Toys Reviews. Of course, it goes um, it goes more or less without saying that on that show that made $11 million last year, the cost for making it was practically zero. Practically zero. Oh, right. Sure. Yeah. I mean, given the, the revenue involved, if they, if they were paying somebody 50 k a year to show up and do the videos and produce them, that's nothing. Well, have they, have they spent five hundred dollars? I mean, is he just is it just dad with his iPhone? I I don't know the guy. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Michael, you're a man who enjoys numbers. Yes. I want you to guess that twelve months, June to June, how many views Ryan Toys Reviews got? I'm gonna say um, eight hundred thousand. Go high. Well, they made eleven million dollars. <laughs> okay. You're you're not a man who's interested in numbers. No, no I'm not. But I'll have you ever seen a YouTube video? <laughs> no, I will Some of them get to. Right. <laughs> oh, Michael, you're funny. Eight billion views oh, in a year. My God, eight billion, my friends. Oh, that's 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 hard to even. I understand. was a little off. So so makes a Gangnam style uh, look like uh, garbage. Or or more than that, a lot of your hit TV shows that they're spending millions of dollars for don't even come within a sniff of that kind of audience. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How much? uh, We got a minute, Michael? That's astounding. 
Now, I've got to assume there are so many imitators on there, it's difficult to find the original. And if it's the imitators might be better for all I know. So I'm looking at some of these videos. There's it's very little production value. There's not, you know, they're not doing fancy CGI things or anything like that. I'm just interested in from a cultural uh, marketing being in the business standpoint. Is the kid exceptionally uh, cute and interesting or is it just a first in sort of thing? I doubt it. I mean, there are many, many, many imitators. The, and in the last year, mm-hmm. he made $11 million. The kid's adorable, but I don't see him being exponentially more adorable than an average child. Number one guy, Dan TDM. He's a gamer. $16.5 million. How many watched his videos? Uh, he's got 17 million followers. That's uh, big. On the YouTube. That is big. Yeah, it is. And you know it's it, it I I admire the 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 purely organic people just like your product growth of these things. Sure. It's yeah. amazing. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty show.